Welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast with Orlando attorneys Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne from the Bazzotti and Osborne Law Firm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast. I am here with Orlando attorneys from Bazzotti Osborne, Joel Osborne and Albert Bazzotti. Gentlemen, can you say hello to our audience? Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. We're going to talk about the topic of can an officer search a vehicle if they just smell cannabis? There was an interesting article that came out of the Miami Herald this week in which a criminal defense attorney out of Dade County has challenged the state regarding a smell of cannabis at a vehicle that can lead to a search. This is the case of Victor Chavez out of Dade County in Miami, Florida. An attorney for the defendant Public defender Fan Lee challenges the law that states that an officer had no probable cause to arrest the defendant Chavez because all the officer had was probable cause that marijuana was in the car. So I was wondering if you gentlemen can help me understand and wrap my mind around this. Why is this case important and what are the legal aspects that we're analyzing here? Okay, I think this case is important. I don't necessarily think the defense attorney played this right. But I think this case is important because it shows with, you know, the new laws, medical and recreational, of course, but especially in Florida, we're just talking about Florida in Florida with this medical marijuana being legalized in 2016 by voter initiative. There is, you know, going to be certain challenges, um, you know, against normal marijuana stops. This I don't think was the one to do it in. Again, in Florida, you cannot burn, um, you cannot consume flour. Um, you know, that's not the, what, what, the, what the, the law is. While we can use medical marijuana, you're not allowed to use flour. And I think the smell of burnt flowered cannabis is so distinct. I think a cop, you know, with enough training can um, reasonably detect that. What, what do you think, Albert? I think the defense attorney was trying to be very cheeky in this situation, but he did it in the wrong case. Um, Angelo, there's no precedent out there for these types of cases yet. And he was just trying to beat the ball and be the first defense attorney to file a motion like this. Unfortunately, it, it just it's, it's this is not the case to do it in and it's not going to work up. It's not going to hold up in court. So just just the reason why I want to say that is I want to get some of these facts out just so. Um, our listeners has a, a background of what's what happened in this case. Um, this happened back in 2018, May 31st, 2018. Um, the defendant Chavez, um, he was arrested on that day because after a police officer or sergeant saw his pickup tra- truck parts um, in a parking lot in southwest state, Miami County. And the reason for the stop, he was obstructing the roadway. So within like a 20 to 30 minute period, other officers came saw the same park truck there and he started to he tried to drive away that's what the facts said he started to fidget um when the officers approached the vehicle they smell marijuana coming from the car um he was ordered out of the car they searched the car they found an eight gallon ziploc bag stuffed with marijuana a small baggie of cocaine um chavez was charged with possession of cannabis with intent to sell or deliver possession of cannabis over 20 grams and also possession of cocaine. So right there, we have three different types of charges he's charged with. And what the attorney wanted to do is he filed this motion to suppress um, to pretty much just throw away the whole prosecution's case. And if he would have won this, then or if he does win this, the case goes away pretty much. 
The problem is his client does not have a medical marijuana license. And his client did not have any product. Wasn't was there any other person in the car? I don't remember from the facts. I don't think so. Not in this, not in this case. But even because, if there was, even if he doesn't like, have a medical marijuana, you know, as, as long as somebody else in the car, it didn't have to be him. But if someone else in the car had a medical marijuana license, then you know his defense attorney saying, then that smell is coming from you know someone licensed. But I'm not sure if there was even another passenger in the car. But it would make this. It would make the defense's argument at least reasonable. Yeah, reasonable at that moment in time. But the problem is there was flour or cannabis found in a Ziploc bag, most likely vacuum sealed. So right then and there, that just shows that if they sell you cannabis in a medical dispensary here in Florida, if it is of the flour type uh, of cannabis, it's going to be in a container, in a compartment. It's going to be in a vaporized container. And you're not allowed to technically tear that open and smoke it um because yeah right here in florida right now the laws are still that you cannot of flowered cannabis is still illegal in florida and you know in this case the uh the the reason it's so interesting is because now you know we're talking just about the probable cause we're not talking about the search incident to the arrest we're just talking about the pc so let's, let's give you let's let's do a hypothetical. Let's say a cop's pulling up to this car and let's say this guy doesn't have a medical marijuana card, but the person, his passenger does. And they weren't smoking flowered cannabis. It turns out they were hitting what? A pen, Albert, right? Or they were consuming, you know, yeah, a vaporizer. Uh, yeah. A vaporization. Uh, so THC that, content. And in that case, if the cop misinterprets, you know, then, you know, it could, you know, this could be a, a valid argument. This is something that we can start challenging because there are going to be legal smells, you know, now with this license being given out that, you know, could resemble the smell of burnt cannabis flower. I don't know how good of an argument that is, you know. Um, I think they're two different distinct smells, but it's always an argument to be crafted in court, right? Oh, absolutely. And he brings up an interesting like this is going to start being argued in court. A lot of defense attorneys are going to start making these arguments, filing these motions to suppress. I just feel like there's a certain there's a strategic strategy that comes into play here where you will be able to be able to have a case that goes to the district court, goes to the appeals court, goes to the Supreme Court, because these are untested issues. And let's just take this in Florida. Let's just take these like, for example, let's just say we haven't had a situation where a person that has a medical marijuana card gets pulled over and has raw cannabis or Ziploc cannabis found in his car and the officers find that. So we haven't had that. That's going to come up. And in that situation, Joel, if that if that situation played out, the officer would have to arrest the the suspect, correct? Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the marijuana is still going to be illegal, regardless of if you have a, a medical marijuana card or not in Florida. You cannot possess flowered cannabis. Where this is going to come into play is with the probable cause. With with us, is we can always argue. You know, we can make arguments. You know, that the way they form the probable cause, you know, their normal one, what's their go to? They smell the smell of burnt cannabis. Well, now with this new law, you know, yeah, maybe some of these smells that emanate from cars might resemble burnt cannabis, but might not be illegal smells. Absolutely. So then it just goes into, you know, was the cops, decision, you know, decision reasonable. Um, it's a little hard in Florida. The reason I think these arguments are tough is, again, um, we do not allow you know, the, the consumption of cannabis flour 
And to me, I think it is distinct, you know, from the vaporization. I think a cop can reasonably, you know, with enough, uh, you know, with the experience, especially on the stand, show that, that, that it was reasonable. Now, so the one thing I wanted to bring up was the public defender said that the search was illegal because Florida has authorized a pilot project examining the production of hemp, a related plant that does not have the same powerful concentration of THC, the active chemical that gives users a high. Hemp can be used as an industrial product in clothing, shoes, and insulation. We know that already, right? So there's no rule that res- that restricts how hemp can be transported, and the plant smell is identical to cannabis. Now, these are the words uh, from no, 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 that's, the public That's defender. the thing is hemp. That is the thing is that is that's not true. You know, hemp, hemp, and you know, hemp has very low THC quality. And the smell of that plant compared to a high THC producing sensimia female only marijuana plant, the smell is night and day. Now, where you're getting to where it could be tricky is the smell of burnt hemp could maybe resemble the smell of burnt cannabis. And that's always, you know, that could be the argument, you know, is, you know, and then is the cop, you know, experienced enough to to, to the, the, you know, differentiate between the two. Explain that for our listeners, Joel. But the, the reason this is going to, you know, affect so much stuff is the normal ways the cops form their PC with marijuana is smell. Well, now, like you said, Angelo, there, you know, hemp derivatives, there's going to be certain products that have the same smell as cannabis, but aren't illegal. It's going to change the reasonableness. You know, it's going to be determined by the courts eventually. No, I was just going to say that like prosecutors and state attorneys in different offices, they don't know. There is confusion on this issue from coming from different offices. I can surely say when I was in the office, the state attorneys, they don't they had no idea how to approach this in the future. And this confusion will just rely down to the officers, because what is going to happen when an officer smells marijuana and then that person that they pull over has a medical marijuana card, has marijuana that they purchased from the dispensary in their vehicle and actually shows it to the officer, then the officer's just supposed to let him go. But you know there's going to be situations where an officer will conduct a search, will find not only the stuff that's found from the dispensary, but they'll find some additional marijuana, which is where they might have gotten on the street or from one of their friends or whatever. But that those are going to be the situations when we're going to see motions to suppress files against the suppression of evidence based on the smell of marijuana. And those are the tricky types of situations that are going to start to come up and, and people need to be aware of that. Now, from a prosecute, from an ex prosecutor side of you, I would still argue that based on the laws in Florida right now, it's still illegal. If someone is carrying any type of marijuana that is not purchased from a dispensary, it's illegal. Even and the one thing I want people to know is you can purchase flour from a dispensary for medical purposes, but they come in these containers. Once you you open the containers, a lot of uh, people do. People will take these tool pliers and they'll just open the containers and, and it's burnt and it's cannabis and it's and it's like a nug of cannabis. And what they'll do is they'll roll it into a joint. Yeah, but then it becomes illegal. Why though? Why, Joe? Why does that become illegal then? Be, because again, you are not allowed to consume in Florida. You know, we're not allowed to smoke. You know, combustion. There's a difference between combustion and vaporization. Florida has ruled you cannot combust flowered cannabis. You can f- vaporize it, and that's why they have it in these things that are you know supposed to 
prevent you from opening and smoking, you know, combustion flowered cannabis. And that's where this all hinges on out, uh, Angelo. I want you to realize it's all with this probable cause and the smell. Um, you know, what they're, what this defense attorney, you bring up the hemp is they're saying, well, there's certain smells now, you know, that resemble, you know, the cannabis flower, but aren't illegal now with these new laws. So basically it's just given us, you know, defense attorneys, uh, more room to be creative. So we love it. You know, <laughs> we, we, we like this type of stuff. We like creative arguments. Let me ask you this in regards to the smell. Cause you know, Officers, we like to hear this, these terms training and experience. They're trained and experienced as a law enforcement officer. And one thing I want our listeners to understand out there, and I think this is a very good tidbit, that's one thing you should be aware of that a lot of prosecutors, a lot of defense attorneys might miss this. When, uh, when, when you get charged with a cannabis crime or a drug crime and it goes to trial or courts, that state attorney is supposed to tender this witness or this officer as an expert witness based on their training and experience of the drug that they have been alleged to have found or, uh, or part of their investigation. So cannabis. So in most cases, if this ended up you getting charged or goes to trial, a state attorney should disclose to your defense attorney that the officer that pulled you over through his investigation is an expert in the identification of cannabis through their training and experience. Why do I mention that? Why is that important? Well, because if they don't, if they don't tender that to you, then you can object to them being a witness at test uh, at trial and even testifying to the cannabis. But really, where I want to go go at with this, Joel, is that. Officers through their training experience, they, they're not trained in experience to smoke marijuana. That's correct. Right, Joel? Without question. They can't ever like they can't ever try to di try the different types of marijuana. So they can't um, they don't know, understand the different types of smells to a sativa plant versus an indica plant versus maybe a um, cartridge. You're speaking a little too broad. You know, there's many states in this country where uh, you can consume marijuana recreationally. And an officer being an adult in Las Vegas, a Florida officer being in Las Vegas or being in Colorado could definitely legally consume at the state level cannabis. You know, it depends on his department if they do drug tests and how that plays. But to think that the officers, you know, uh, could not or would not have smoked marijuana differentiated between, you know, most of them have not only just smoked it, they also, you know, they, they've smoked it. They've been around it their whole life, just like everyone. And that's why this is a drug that's starting to become legalized is the, you know, the stigmas being removed. Um, you know, it's, we realize more than not that this is a safer alternative to alcohol and tobacco, but no, these, these cops, they are familiar with this drug of all the drugs, you know, marijuana is the one they're most familiar with, um, you know, the, the way we can attack it. And what this case is showing is, you know, there is going to be new smells, you know, where a cop used to be able to form PC that they might not. It might not be reasonable anymore, especially it's not going to be reasonable anymore as if they do 30 of these stops and 30 of these. It comes back, you know not guesswork, but it comes back. Hey, these people weren't, you know, smoking flowered cannabis. They were smoking legal this, you know, then it's going to stop being reasonable. You know, it's going to, that's the type of stuff. It has to be played out in good courts. That's the way. Well, it's funny you say that, Joel, because I actually want to read a quote from the prosecutor. And Albert, I want you as a former prosecutor to, to take this in and maybe give us some feedback. So the prosecutor wrote in her brief to the court that the marijuana was not in a form that the defendant could legally possess. 
did not comply with the statutory packing requirements and exceeded an amount that could be prescribed by a doctor. So I would love for you to kind of give me your thoughts on that as a former prosecutor. What is she trying to get across there? You know, Prosecutor Underwood in this case, that's her um, smiling and being very respectful and putting this nice statement to the court that you had no chance to beat me on this because this is pretty much the law. And what the law says, you're not even on the right track on this case. But just taking that statement, what she said, like, let's just break it down. The marijuana was not in a form that the defendant could legally possess. That statement right there says, first of all, he doesn't have a medical marijuana card. So that's the only way in the state of Florida he could legally possess this this product. Second, he hasn't um, he doesn't have it packaged from like a medical marijuana dispensary. So when you go to a dispensary, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt the prosecutor. He's a defense attorney, so he doesn't necessarily he's just arguing against the smell. So he doesn't necessarily even have to produce the smell. The smell can come from a passenger, Albert. Hey, come on. Hey, Andrew, you see, this is what defense attorneys do all the time. Like this. Yeah, we just poke holes. <laughs> that's what we do. But basically, <laughs> get up there. They want to give their talk. Yeah. you. Well, well, you interrupting the prosecutors. And then the prosecutors just got to sit there and keep their mouth shut and be like, yes, judge. And then go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I think it sums up the best point, Angelo. At the end of the day, it gives us because now he's a good, on the good side. So now you're on the good side now, uh, Albert, you're, you're a defense. So basically at the end of the day, it gives us more uh, information. It gives us more ammo. It gives us more defenses. But what she was trying to do in the nutshell was basically saying there's no way that the smell could have came from a legal product. She's basically saying there's no way, no way that this smell could have came from anything legal in Florida. So this probable cause that the officer hunt, you know, determined was valid, even with the medical marijuana laws. So, you know, this case, I agree. I don't think it was a great one to pull this this card. It says in her statement that the amounts prescribed by a doctor in statutory packing requirements. So if you look at the facts in this case, he was found with a high quantity of marijuana over 20 grams, which means it's that's a felony amount, which um, for it to be over 20 grams, it's got to be packaged, sealed, and you cannot buy from a medical dispensary in Florida any type of flour for more than three grams in a package. And it comes in a contain a sealed container with the with letters, with um, your prescription on there and, and your doctor's prescription as well. It will say your doctor's name on there. What it does show is that there's going to be more and more litigation in the future. And this is just something for everyone to be aware of, um, be educated about and know that just protect yourself and know what's going on. Know that these types of situations may come up and that if you do have a medical marijuana card, an officer still may try to search your car, still may try to um, uh, like question you about the marijuana that may be in your card, whether it's legal or not. But there's different types of safeguards that you can use to protect yourself. Um, and that's why that we want to bring this case to our listeners' attention. There's no safeguards you can uh, you can use to protect yourself against the smell of burnt cannabis flour. That is always in Florida until the law changes. That is illegal now. That's illegal. If you have a medical marijuana card, you cannot combust. Um, you can't combust flowered, you know, flowered cannabis. Um, you know what we can start doing as a defense attorney to take away from this is we can start challenging smells. We can say smells are coming from legal, legal places, you know, you know, regardless, we can always make a defense. And uh, this is what this case is highlighting as new defenses are coming out. 
Um, and it also highlights, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the medical marijuana laws in Florida. You know, if you haven't researched it, do a little research, um, familiarize yourself, you know, how, what the laws are in Florida, how they resemble other states, um, you know, you know, educate yourself. I think that's always what we try to, to tell people is to educate themselves at the end of the day. And what's really important is more and more people are getting licenses. Yeah, it's 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 a medical marijuana card is not going to get you out of a probable cause of burnt of the smell of burnt um, flowered cannabis. Just because you have a medical marijuana card, a cop will still have probable cause, will still be able to arrest you and still be able to search you incident to the arrest. So, you know, um, that smell is not going to be uh, it doesn't matter if you have a medical marijuana card, um, you cannot consume flowered cannabis in in florida and just wrapping this up like there's the medical marijuana cards like more and more people keep getting them like right now as of january this year there's over one hundred and seventy thousand patients um but it's just important to know that these certain marijuana laws don't protect you against the use of burnt cannabis so even if you have a license to carry marijuana you can't just go around carrying burnt cannabis and thinking officers that are going to smell this are not going to be able to conduct an investigation and the search on your vehicle. There's many different types of scenarios that are coming and there's a lot of case law and litigation to come in the future. And with that being said, Angelo, have a great weekend. Joel, you too. Thank you, brother. I think very, very, very well said. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. And thank you everyone for listening to the Know Your Rights podcast. This is all for our episode today. Please be sure to like and subscribe if you are interested in finding out more about the law from our lawyers at Bazzotti and Osborne. Thank you for listening to the Know Your Rights podcast with Orlando attorneys, Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne. For more information, feel free to reach out to them on the web at beoslaw.com, B-E-O-S-L-A-W.com, or call them at 407-421-1535.